This is Mary Lewis at A Tiny Homestead, the podcast comprised entirely of conversations with homesteaders, cottage food producers, and crafters. Today I'm talking with Becca at JRK Narratives about how she became a children's book writer and about her favorite character, Jenny. Good morning, Becca. How are you? Morning. I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, Tell me about how you went from homesteading to becoming an author. (laughs) Yeah. um, Well... To be honest, my homesteading career has only just been like dabbling in just little little gardenings here and there. Um, but yeah, I I have been writing since I was a kid and uh, just always dreamed of like being an author, but it would actually happen. Or I always thought it would be a novel, not like children's books or anything other than that. Um, and novels just take forever. So I was like, that'll be maybe when I'm way older because they... Yeah, they just take so long. But uh, in 2020, I was needing some busy work, and so I was typing up old stories, and I came across my first book, or my, well, what now is my first book, um, but it was a really short story about a dragon in a jelly bean factory, and I was, like, writing it, and I was like, that would be such a cute children's book, and one thing led to another, and I took it home, and I was, I just started drawing pictures, or trying to draw the pictures, and sooner, you know, sooner than I thought, um, I actually created my, my first book, so now I have Silly Jenny and the Great Jelly Bean Iced. Cute. Um, yeah. So do you have a publisher, or are you self-published? Nope, I'm self-published. Um, I had started this just kind of for fun, like, I wasn't really like, expecting much out of it, or I just thought like, oh, I'll try it and see how it goes. And I didn't, I'm impatient, so I didn't really want to wait for like actual publishers. And I was always afraid of like sending it to someone and they're like, oh, it's great, but change all of this stuff. And I was like, I just want to publish my story. Like, this is how I want it. And so I just, I self-published through Amazon and have a really easy process. And yeah, like it's been, it's been really fun. And it kind of took off a little more than I was expecting. Okay, with Am- with Amazon, then is it? Um, can you get it as an ebook as well as a, a hardcover or, or a paperback? Yeah, yeah. So they have all the options. Um, so my so my first book, Silly Jenny and the Great Jellybean Heist, is available on Kindle and paperback. Um, they have a limit for hardcovers; it has to be like a certain number of pages. So my children's books are a lot shorter, so they don't meet that requirement, which is a bummer because children's books, I feel like, not should be hardcover. Cover, but are better when they're hardcover because kids can beat them up a little bit. Um, but yeah, I have a journal that is hardcover, so I've got a little bit of everything. But my new book is not um, on Kindle, and I'm not sure if I'll put it on Kindle yet or not. I didn't see, um, I didn't see that being beneficial for my first book, so I haven't made it a priority for this one. Okay. Um, I don't know if it would help, but maybe you could email. Amazon and ask them about maybe making a children's book section where you could have it, you know, yeah. a, a, an actual hold it form. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That would be, it would be super fun. Um, but the paperback does, does its job and there's plenty of kids books that are paperback. So like it's, it's worked, but yeah, I definitely, I would love for them to offer hardcover for like children's books. They only recently offered hardcover for, like self-publishing. I think when I first started, that was not an option. And now that is. So maybe in a couple of years, who knows? <laughs> maybe. I don't know. It, books are books are funny because I 
really didn't want to get into the ebook thing when I when when mm -hmm. everything switched over to reading on a Kindle. Yeah. I fought it. I fought it a lot. And then I finally got the Kindle app on my tablet and I was mm -hmm. like, "Oh, now I understand the appeal of this." And I find yeah. my I find myself trying to swipe the pages on a real book when when I'm reading a real book. <laughs> So it's amazing how fast you get you get converted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't gotten there yet. I I think I tried when it was first kind of starting, or maybe and but like I just I never really enjoyed it. I mean, I had gotten like an Amazon Fire tablet and I downloaded some books, but like I've never read a whole book. I've never read any part of a book <laughs> on my tablets yet. Oh, okay. Um, I've just uh, love paper. I love holding it in my hands. I still love. There's something about. It. Yeah, I still love the smell of a library or a bookstore. Yeah. I, I I will never not yes. love that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was what was the first book you remember reading when you were a kid? Um, I think some of my earliest book memories were, um, I think I was in kindergarten because I. I remember where we were living and uh, like during like nap time or quiet time in class, our teacher would read frog and toad. Mm -hmm. And so I, I remember those books. Um, some of the books I remember really just loving and devouring when I was younger with the Nancy Drew books. So obviously I was a little bit older. Um, but yes, yeah, so those are, those are some of my first book memories. <laughs> I read frog and toad to my kids when they were little. I love frog and toad. Yeah. So um, sweet the first book I read, I started reading chapter books when I was in first grade. So the first book, oh, wow. the first book that got me was A Wrinkle in Time. Oh, oh nice. By, by wow. Madeline Lingle. And I just, I was yeah. gone. My mom called me for dinner five times and then had to come <laughs> in and shake my shoulder to get my attention. That, great. that was the book that hooked me. Nice. So how did, how did, I mean, I think you answered this in the first part, but how did you, how did you decide to write a book? Cause I understand it's a children's book and it's not as in depth or as, as many words as a chapter book or a novel, but I don't know. I feel like it takes real bravery to sit down and, and put your, your idea on paper or on the computer and then put it out in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so I've been, I've been writing short stories for, for years. Like I said, even when I was a kid, I was writing. Um, and there were, there was a time for maybe five years or more. I, I wasn't writing as much. And then the last like seven years, I finally started getting back into my writing and like using writing prompts and just writing whatever I wanted to. I have like, I have so many short stories, whether they're like, it's a couple pages or like maybe a couple chapters worth of a really short story um, writing a whole ton, but not, I haven't been sharing as much um, until it like until 2020. Um, but I just like when I was typing up and reading that story I had written, which at that point that story was only like two paragraphs long. Like it was, it was very, very, very short. Um, but as I was typing it up, I was like, cause I had handwritten it before. Um, I was like, wow, this would just be such a cute children's book. Like I, I just like immediately they could see, I thought, oh, that'd be so cute. And it, at first I didn't have the confidence in myself to draw the pictures. Cause I also illustrated it. 
Um, but I was like, well, I mean, what's the, what's the worst that can happen? I can't draw it. And then it doesn't, it doesn't see the light of day. Well, that's not any different than every other story I've written. So why not try? So I went home and I think probably that night, like I just was, I just started drawing dragons and some of them did not turn out nice. They were like scary looking. And I was like, every time I was like, I am not cut out for this. Like, I I don't know why I thought I could draw a children's book. Like, this is not going to work. And I think it took me like five or six dragons before I finally found what is now my dragon, Jenny. And But when I finally got her, I was like, okay, wait, this is a cute dragon. I was like, maybe I can do this. I'm going to keep trying. And so I just kept working at it. And then finally I had what was now my book. And um, yeah, it was, it was just not really what I was expecting looking for at the time it just literally fell into my lap and uh, I, I started working on it that's so fun um yeah so what okay I keep hearing from people I've done like seven interviews with homesteaders mm -hmm. or bakers or whatever and a lot of them started their thing in 2020 and I yes. keep I keep coming back to it calling it a COVID baby or a pandemic baby because because everyone seems to have started something or dived deeper into something during the pandemic. So is yeah. that what happened? Oh, 100%. I, I have also heard many of my friends and like fellow creatives, like something woke up in 2020. And I, I think like, yeah, the world felt like it was falling apart. And maybe it was just our way of like needing to control something that we call or just like having the time to express ourselves like that was a big thing too is like I I wouldn't have worked on this book had I not been like I was still working so I was an essential worker um but my job was like a lot more laxed than it was before and so I was like needing some busy work because there wasn't <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot for us to do and so I was like well I guess I'll just type up all these stories that I had written um handwritten and like that's what I was doing at my desk and it's just like well this is this is what we're doing so had it not been for the pandemic I wouldn't have gone back to some of my older stories and I would have rediscovered that story um but yeah I think it's really beautiful to like look back and be like I'm so glad something good came out of that year because it really was a terrible year <laughs> like I mean there's a lot of good that came out of that year but so much of it was was hard to navigate and so to like look back and be like I feel like I, I feel like it was a gift to be like okay the whole year didn't suck it wasn't like the worst year ever like good things still happened and there was joy to be found amidst the the pain and the sorrow and this and the fear and all that stuff yeah when I when I talk with friends about COVID I, I I'm gonna use the word freaking COVID but it's <laughs> it's not it's the other word I can't say on mm -hmm. here without getting myself in trouble I and agree. <laughs> that so I keep I keep saying COVID baby or pandemic baby and I keep saying the bad word in front of COVID when I'm angry about things that happened during COVID. Yes. Um we got a puppy during COVID. I wouldn't recommend doing that because trying <laughs> trying to socialize a dog during COVID Whoa. was not it was not a possible thing to do. Oh, and I can imagine. she's three now and she's so afraid of people. Mm -hmm. She she wants to be friends desperately. Mm -hmm. She's she's all teeth and she's barking her head off and her tail, her nubbin, is excuse me, is wagging a mile a minute. 
So she's trying to protect us. She's afraid and she wants to be friends all at the same time. She's so conflicted. And after five minutes, she figures out that it's okay. And then she's your friend. But COVID was the, well, it's still around, but it was the weirdest year and a half of our lives here. Yes. I I do not want to do it again anytime soon. No. But no. like you said, like you best. said, it it definitely um I think it brought out people's creative sides and mm-hmm. how would it not when you have nothing but time and I mean I suppose you could have spent the entire time binge watching Netflix or or yeah. Amazon Prime or you could have read books or you know, you didn't have to produce anything. There was mm-hmm. more than enough entertainment. But I feel like there's only right. so much you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Before yeah. before your heart says, Okay, I need to make something. I need to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. And I'm such a doer too. Like part of me is like a little bitter that I had to work during that time because I love being home because that means I can work on all of my projects. So I was a little mad that I still had to go to work. But like even the times that I've had like a long time off, like that year I had July off, which was really nice. So I got a lot of stuff done that year here or that like I can't just be idle like I can't just binge watch tv for like hours and hours on end unless I'm sick that's the only time I actually like chill out and stop moving Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but like I just I gotta be doing something I gotta be productive (laughs) maybe sometimes to my detriment but yeah I just couldn't I had to do something (laughs) okay so back to back to your books books it's more than one book yes okay four, four published works Okay, so <clears throat> I just blank completely. The marketing aspect of it. How are you? How are you getting the word out? It's mostly by word of mouth and social media. Um, I've tried a few like marketing campaigns on Facebook, but I don't think they ever did any good. Like <laughs> I don't think it really actually helped. Um, so really, it's just me posting things on Facebook and Instagram, and friends and people I know just reposting things or. Th- telling people about us to give to people. And uh, I do like vendor. I, well, I have done, I haven't, I've moved recently, so I haven't gotten back into that, but I used to do vendor fairs. So I would sell my books there. I've done reading engagements. So like I've read for a Boy Scout troop. Um, my old job, I used to work in an after school program. So I would read my books to the kids. And so their parents found out about it and just different things like that is really just doing a lot of tangible things to like tell people about my book and, also, like, I'm an author, so, like, tell people when they ask me, what do you do? Not just, like, default to, like, my actual job, but, like, be like, oh, I'm an author, and I do this other thing, but I'm an author. And then they're always like, oh, what have you written? And so that's word of mouth also, which is great. Oh, yes, definitely. So what kind of reception yeah. have your books gotten? I mean, are they are they selling it's, well? Um, the children's books, at least Silly Jenny did really well. I sold over 100 copies within, I think, that first year. Um since created a coloring book that kind of goes along with her storyline because um, I wanted something else to have on my table when I did vendor fairs and a coloring book was pretty easy to put together. I didn't have to do a whole lot of thinking for writing stuff. Um, and that has done okay. Like it's just been a nice little thing to have extra. And then I also have a journal, which is not anything to do with children's stuff. It's, um, it's a, I call it a self paste 
you into new adventures. And so it's just sharing part of my story and part of um, just some of the things actually that came out of like that post COVID era um, and wanting to invite people into some of the change that I experienced. And so I created this journal. Uh, so I have that. And then I just released my second children's book um, just a couple weeks ago. So, yeah. Cool. Um, one of the things that popped in my head when you said that you were doing a coloring book to have at the tables, um, mm-hmm. the the little dragon, you could do prints, like a print of it and sell. Yeah. Because if yeah. if yeah. the kids love the story, they might love to have a print on their wall. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That would, it's, there's definitely a whole new, um, like world of things that I can do and create. I just like created an online shop on my website. So there, there's like, okay, I can offer more things versus just, well, if I have my books, like that's kind of what it, what it is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, someday I'd love to be, I'd have to be famous enough because that means that I have a little bit more money at my disposal, but I would love to offer like a plush of my characters. Um, I created a plush of the gen- of the dragon and of the alien in the story through a company called Budsies. So there's only one of each right now because um, they're a little they're a little pricey to make, but it was so worth it because it was so much fun to have like a physical like like stuffed animal of a character that I created. Um, and so I take those with me when I would do readings and stuff. And so that was that was really fun. But my like one of my big dreams is to be able to order like multiple of those, like maybe in a smaller format and like sell those. I think that would be so much fun. Did you pass them around to the kids while you were reading? It it depends on what setting I'm in. Like at the after school program, I would let kids hold Jenny because um, I knew those kids and it was usually smaller groups. But it usually when I'm in public, I don't let other people hold hold them or I let kids hold them just because they were expensive and I don't want anything to happen to them. Um, but sometimes I can't help it because the little kid's like, can I hug Jenny? And I'm like, yes, you can, because that's the cutest thing I've ever heard. And I want to like, yes, you can hug the dragon. Like, this is so great. <laughs> That's so sweet. Yes. How cute. Mm-hmm. Well, is there anything else you, you would like to share? Because I actually haven't interviewed an author and I'm not quite sure what to ask, which is funny because I'm a freelance writer and oh. I have I have no idea what I would tell somebody about what I do. <laughs> it is it is hard to narrow it down, especially when we don't have that physical thing to offer. Um but I guess like if there's any aspiring writers listening to this podcast, I'd, I'd say like, don't give up on dreams and, you know, like keep creating, even if it's just for yourself or a couple friends, like you just never know what's around the corner and you never know what tomorrow is going to bring. And you might have time tomorrow that you don't have today. And so like, cause that's, you know, that's what happened in 2020. I had the time and it was born. And so, um, it's, it's definitely like hold your dreams close and like just don't give up hope that maybe someday your biggest dream will come true and um, just keep creating like even if it's you know like whatever it is like baking bread or gardening like I think there's something so like grounding and spiritual about doing simple things like that especially in our world that's so like connected to technology and social media like to do more things that are disconnected from that is just like 
so healing. At least that's what I've experienced in my, like my soul's like, I just need to turn my phone off and bake a loaf of bread, or I just going to leave the phone inside the house and go work in my garden or just things like that. Like just making spaces for those more simpler things to allow our soul and our heart to like, just take a deep breath and relax, I think is so important. Absolutely. As I sit here and stare at my computer screen so I can do a podcast and that's all technology. Go fig. Um, in my defense, I will be making cookies in about half an hour or so. So I'll be unplugging and doing something that I can focus in on. Good. Yeah. Later, I'll be taking a walk outside. So like, okay, I'll put, just put my phone in my pocket or leave in the car or something and just like connect with my friend in, in nature. It'll be great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, my my podcast is conversations with homesteaders, mm-hmm. cottage food producers, and um, crafters. And I think that writing is a craft. So I think this yeah. completely falls under that heading. I just, I didn't realize that it would. So I'm really yeah. glad that it does because this has been great. Yeah. Thank you mm-hmm. so much for your time. Yeah. Thank you for having me on here. You have a great day. You too. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.